Hello and welcome to Living a Broadcast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now. My name's Eric. I'm James. Mikey. And welcome back for another week of the show. Uh, we are doing things a little bit differently this week. This is not going to be a full episode featuring all three of your lovely hosts. Um, just thought I'd give a little disclaimer off the top that um, in about 10 minutes or so, we'll be cutting to an interview we did with our guests this week, hosted by yours truly. But um, before we get into that, we just wanted to say hello and uh, welcome to our lovely listeners. Right, guys? Hello. Yeah, well, absolutely. So in about 10 minutes time, people are going to realize James and myself aren't on there and they'll <laughs> and, stop uh, they they made a huge stop mistake it. and turn yeah, the podcast yeah, off they, straight away. They tuned out already. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a very self-indulgent episode uh, mm-hmm. featuring a couple of our uh, very good friends, uh, colleagues of ours that are going to, uh, to live abroad themselves. Um, funny enough, the interview doesn't really talk about that all that much. It uh, is more centered around some traveling uh, the three of us did last year. But uh, if you are interested about my own personal travels, then uh, this is the episode for you. Um, People have been uh, hanging <laughs> hanging out for that one. When's the episode going to be where Eric talks about his personal <laughs> You need us to bounce off Eric, you know. Yes, I, the episode you've all been waiting for, the Eric episode. No, well, well no. Yeah, we look forward to listening to it as well. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah learning a little bit more about uh, cool. what went on. And it's our first joint guest as well. So we got yes. double, double bubble right there. Yep. Joint guest, only three people actually on it, but... Uh, no, but, you know... Yeah, yeah. No, I know the what you mean. The first guess at once, yeah. Um, yeah. But we are also back in familiar surroundings. We've been, you know, on ferries, we've been on roof decks. We're back to our comfortable surroundings here. Back, uh, what yeah. can you see, Mikey? Why, why don't you lead us in? Um, yeah, it's a nice day. <laughs> I don't <laughs> do a go. good, I don't do a, good do. a job as uh, no. James at uh, this, but... No, uh, James, well, I mean, please. we're looking out. And we're, <laughs> I can see a crane. I'm... I'm fucking obsessed with cranes. I'll stay up to all hours of the morning on YouTube watching just different cranes work, building the cranes. Have you ever been up in a crane? No, I'd love to though. This no, is like love to number if, one thing to do now. I've got to get in a crane. If anybody's a crane driver up there, get me up. Any crane the, up The only problem is climbing up the ladder would be an issue for me. I don't know if I could do that. Are there not ladders up those things? I just said climbing up or, the sorry, ladder. Or sorry, elevators. <laughs> no, no, look at that one right there. Where's the fucking elevator? Well, That's true. If, uh, this is terrible. You, yeah, yeah, for, the, for the listeners if out listen, there. If you listeners can see, answer Mikey's question <laughs> yeah. of what the crime we're looking at right now. But we're, back in the, we're back in the regular studio, as we yes. call it. And good thing that we record from the living room and not James's, um, James's <laughs> Eric's Obsessed. bedroom. Because yeah. when we walked in, it was uh, not yeah. the best view. No, my That's window's cool. been boarded up. Uh, we had a bit of an issue replacing a window here. Uh, the foundation of the window started crumbling. I mean, this building is what over a hundred years old. Yeah, yeah. What's so? Yeah, these things say. happen. I was going to say, what's the building called? But then that it's a beacon lit up, and uh, you're going to have fans <laughs> yeah, knocking at the door. <laughs> 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 no, just because I know it's a, it's a notable building in Vancouver. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, heavily boarded up right now. The natural light situation in there. You've still got a spare no. window though, haven't you? And this is an early morning recording as well. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. How early sure. are we? Yeah, so, yeah, we're caffeinated. <laughs> yeah, we're, it's probably the earliest we've ever recorded the show, right? By far. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's uh, uh, once again no, 
no alcohol in sight for this. For no, this no, no, fly and sober. Stone cold. Yeah, sober. last last week we were on the ten uh, percent beers, but oh, yeah, God. very very yeah. That one. Uh, re- listening back to that one, guys, it was yeah, that's it was, it was a little far gone. But yeah, uh, hope, you, hope, you, hope you enjoyed it. Started Taylor. <laughs> hey, that's okay. And that was great. But we were talking about the elevator situation on these cranes, um, and judging by the quality of the elevators in this city. Uh, maybe it's better that they don't have one because we were just reading a news article before this that, <laughs> that a celebrity visiting Vancouver was uh, recently stuck in an elevator for over two hours. <laughs> Jason Momoa from Aquaman and Game of Thrones yes. was uh, stuck in an elevator at a luxury hotel stating to his 13 million social media followers that they had nothing but M&Ms and beer to survive off of for the two hours they were locked in the elevator. That's my regular diet. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound like too bad. It's not a bad combination, is it? Who was no. he in there with, does it say? was it, Imagine if it was just like a super fan yeah. and he gets oh stuck my God. in. I thought you were going to say with Eminem. I was like, <laughs> he's Eminem and Momoa in a lift. Oh my God, that's a lot of M's. <laughs> <laughs> Eating M&Ms. M&M, yeah, it's, it's too many. Yeah. Uh, I, I had to... I had to ask who he was, which was a little bit embarrassing. I've never seen that That's show. That's okay. But uh, James showed me for a very, very good looking man. Yeah. I might um, edit that part out actually in case he listens to this. That's uh, a good point. Um, All right, Jason. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Shout outs. Um, he's a big man though. I wonder how big the elevator was. It could have been pretty, um, pretty cramped. How long was he in there for? Over two hours, according uh, to his social media posts. And apparently once the elevator technicians, whoever was repairing it, uh, got to them. There was noticeable damage on the roof of the elevator because his entourage tried to break <laughs> the, the safety latch open uh, on the just, roof. And he just can't leave the Justice League behind. He's no. got, you know, he's, he's uh, Aquaman, no talking to fish or swimming. It's going to help you in no. the lift. So Superman busting in, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Real life. You thought it was a real life superhero. Yeah. You guys ever been stuck in a lift or, or anything like I that? I haven't. An elevator? Not stuck, no. Just had a lot of accidental butt pushes. Not me, but someone else there that calls the thing. And then it's like, is everyone okay in there? That happens quite a lot. Yeah. Have you? No, but I'm always nervous in my building. I... My, my building is so shoddy and the elevator is... I've only got to go three stories. I should use the yeah. stairs. Um, it's always very nerve-wracking. It makes some weird noises. And there's no consistent speed. No. One day it will get to the third floor like quicker than like the previous day. And it's like, <laughs> shouldn't there be a fairly consistent speed on this thing? Like I just don't trust it at all. Nope. But no, no real bad... No. Um, uh, yeah. lift issues, thankfully. I'm always nervous about it in my building too because in the elevator at my building, there's all these like stories of people who've lived here before, just like personal accounts of nice memories yeah. they have. But what more than a handful of them comment on are like, oh, well, I'll re- always remember the late night cheap pizza, you know, the views from the of the city and, you know, the broken elevators and everything. And I'm always <laughs> like, one day it's going to be me. Well, there's one elevator that doesn't even work, right? Well, there's an old heritage elevator, yeah, that used to be operated by an elevator man wow. who would, uh, a liftman? What, a liftman. What, what, I don't yeah, know. Well, what. I was going to ask, you always say elevator in Oz, uh, in Australia. You never say lift or is it always an elevator? Is that a Canadian? No, we it? say, I've always said lift. Always lift, yeah. I, I always said lift, but then I got called up by someone just a couple of weeks ago. I said lift. He was an American. He came up and asked me what I meant. Like and, Uber and Lyft. And I had to say, service. 
we're taking an elevator. And he mm. goes, oh, well, maybe you should say that next time because yeah. people are going to get confused. So. I say lift sometimes when it's more convenient, but I think it's only because I hang out with you guys. I'm yeah, just probably. like, oh, yeah, the lift is over there. Probably. Yeah, you've, you've adopted the, a few of our sayings these days, you know, take, yeah. taking the mickey. I don't know. Taking the mickey? <laughs> well, we've mentioned a few in, in past podcasts and I've had, we've, we've broken down some uh, yeah. Britishisms for you. Yeah, yeah, not all Australian or British slang translates well into my dumbass accent. <laughs> You're the OG Canadian here. Uh, you know. <laughs> the OG Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you for the rap name, James. <laughs> all right. But anyways, um, I think we uh, are going to throw to our guests now. So uh, yeah, we've had, like we said, Wolf and Caitlin on the show. They are leaving for Australia on the 10th of September, as I'm sure we'll talk about in the interview itself. Um, are there any, uh, anything you, any stories you guys want to share about them just before we go to that? Uh, no, not at this stage. I want to give it a listen and yeah. then uh, see how it goes. I'm, I'm really interested to see how, uh, how you handle this by yourself, Eric, without, we without the two <laughs> main <solo>. superstars <laughs> of the podcast uh, yeah. you know, going. Yeah. But I'm sure you do a good job and uh, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, listen, okay. looking forward to hearing it. Let's get the show on the road. All right. Hello. Thank you for the introduction. I am now joined by my friends, Wolf and Caitlin. Hello. Wolf and Caitlin are about to embark on a living abroad adventure within the next few days, right? Yeah, we leave for the start of our journey on Monday, and then we officially fly out on September the 10th. And where are you guys headed? Uh, Australia. Uh, Australia. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a big of, place. You, have, you might have to be more specific. <laughs> what we're doing, like, well, it's the goal to, like, visit See the, whole the, whole, country. the whole country. So we're not like, oh, we're just going to, like, Sydney and then we're staying there. We're going to go across the whole country. Okay. See what happens. But first, we got to get to Saskatchewan as part of the first leg. Yeah. As so as any good trip to Australia yeah. starts, yeah. you've got to get to Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. That's the only spot you can fly out of. So. Yeah. I have been to Caitlin's home city before. I have been to... Uh, what is the name of this place? What's it called? Uh, it's called Regina. And I didn't know it was weird until I left. What are some of the nicknames that are associated with this city? Uh, there's a really nasty one. It's the Dirty Gine. Okay. <laughs> We're just going to start right off the top. What about the JJ? Yeah, the JJ. That's another one. All right. Um, yeah, I don't. Those know. are pretty much. Like Just let your mind too. wander, and you'll yeah. figure the rest out. Lots well, of you, lots of euphemisms <laughs> yeah. to be made. Yeah. Yep. And that's what it's known for. Yeah. Oh, it's always <laughs> good to have a couple Canadians on. <laughs> and uh, the export of wheat. Yeah. Uh, mm. And the breadbasket of bread Canada. Basket, yeah. That's what we're known as. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Still a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I never realized that actually. Whenever like. Um, like if bands come and stuff, they're always like, what's up city that rhymes with fun. That's the one I've always heard. Yeah. That's, it took me a while to get that. I was like, this doesn't rhyme with fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then I left. And I agree. Anyways. Um, Enough about Regina. Yeah. No, we were talking about Winnipeg. Yeah. We? <laughs> no, I want to talk about Regina more, but uh, yeah, well, no, Winnipeg, it's uh yeah, it's it's the furthest away from like British Columbia that I've ever been. That's pretty far. Yeah, 
It's the furthest I've been. Actually, no, because we went to Toronto and Montreal. It's the furthest I've been driving. There you go. But, yeah. Yeah. It was for the you, you Toronto. Drove, you drove to Winnipeg? No, to Regina. Oh, to Regina. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, we drove. I didn't drive. I was 13 when we went, but was in sure a road trip. Drive? No. Oh, okay. I mean, we could have probably gotten away with it. It's probably one could straight have. line. It's like literally one straight line with a yeah. few slight bends. Can you hold the steering wheel and press the gas pedal? Yes? Not okay. Even. It's cruise control. You don't even have to press the gas pedal. No kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my mom, my uh, grandma, and my two younger brothers all in a car cruising across the prairies visiting different family members. Nice. Sounds yeah. like my life. Yeah. Yep. Before I moved Sounds away. Like I made, furry, it, made it as far thing. as, I don't know which one is further east, either Snow Lake, Manitoba, or Winnipeg. I don't know. One of the two. Snow Lake is way the fuck up there. Oh. Yeah. Had my first kiss in Snow Lake, Manitoba. Mm. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Lucky lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where did you guys have your first kisses? A weird interview um, question to get to, but. Mine was, <laughs> mine was in a back alley behind oh, my were, high school. Oh, okay. In Regina. In Regina. I thought you were talking about like us, but okay. Yeah, no. That makes sense too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we haven't established these guys are a couple. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wolf and I are dating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For anyone who knows, well, who listens, you probably know these guys, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Mine was in my room. Oh. At my old place. In New Westminster? Uh, in Burnaby. I grew up in Burnaby. In Burnaby. Uh, so Wolf is, well, yeah. unless I'm mistaken, and if I am, I apologize, the first born and raised Vancouverite yeah, I've been that the uh, we've, ever, we've ever had on the show. I've been in every city around here because I, I lived in Surrey when I was, well, I was born in Richmond because I was the only sp- Spanish-speaking doctor available. I lived in Surrey. And moved around a lot, but mainly grew up in Burnaby because it was the longest tenure that I remember. Mm. Um, and then now I live in New West. And then, yeah, I've been here. You spend way. most nights at my place in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. So I've been around. Yeah. So Wolf is a genuine, not just a Vancouverite, a Metro Vancouverite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that sounded went, weird. My mind went. I'm like, uh, yeah. Mm. Let's just go with it. Yeah, you're wearing a very sleek pair of glasses there. Yeah. Yeah. Metro Vancouver, right? I like that. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, you just got to conquer the North Shore and uh, maybe Sawasan, and then you got it. And the Coquitlams. Well, to be fair, like we've been there multiple times. Oh yeah, North Van. Like we've done everything there is to do in North Van. But you need that. I've never actually lived. Yeah, no. Yeah, you need that postal code credit. Sawasan, but yeah, yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's get into a little bit of the background about, uh, let's talk about how you two met. Why not? <laughs> do you want Without me to lead being off on too this? specific. Or do you want to lead off on this? Because it mainly stems from you. I'll lead off because it was This my, is a good story. It's mainly you're doing. I, um, yeah, is my project, I guess. Yeah. So I moved to the city of Vancouver oh. in the fall of 2017. Uh, mm-hmm. October like twenty second or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe that's where we should have started. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, well, she, she I moved from, from Golden BC, and then before that, I lived in Regina. But mm-hmm. so I moved to Vancouver, and I had one friend, and his name was Sam Brignall. And we we're best friends, but he already had people he was living with. So I lived with this random guy who was thirty. It's pretty fun for a little bit. And other than that, I had no friends. 
So I was on a mission to find some friends. And at work, we have this birthday calendar. And I found out that Wolf, he celebrated his birthday on November 9th. And I celebrated my birthday on November 10th. Well, we were born those days. We didn't choose to celebrate. <laughs> well, yeah. okay, yeah. That's in the days we were born on. And my birthday had already passed, and I'd spent it pretty much by myself. And it was as sad as you think spending your birthday by yourself would be in a city where you know no one on a rainy mm-hmm. evening. Was it just like you sitting in your apartment alone, blowing out a candle on a... A single candle and a cupcake. I didn't even have a cupcake. No, she couldn't afford the <laughs> Just cupcake. a candle. Yeah. I was dirt poor. And she found the candle, so. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. I would oh. like, I would cry like four or five times a day. I'm, wow. Yeah. I, I struggled. And now. then, <laughs> and then uh, eventually I discovered this birthday calendar, found out Wolf had his birthday before me. And I was like, I'm going to be best friends with that guy. So first I had to figure out who he was at our work because I thought maybe I knew who he was, but I hadn't seen him in a while. So I thought, oh, he probably just quit. And then... Because I, I, I was on vacation during this time period because I had left to do my first ever like backpacking trip. So that's the reason that's why I we'll get there. into that later. Yeah. yeah. So he wasn't around. And I was like, man, everybody here is like... A lot older than me, and they seem to mostly have families, and I don't think I really want to hang out with people who have families, even though they're great, but that wasn't what I was looking for. (laughs) And so I kind of was just waiting it out, and then eventually Wolf appeared, and I just kind of... I had to come back to work because I had no money, so I appeared (laughs) because of that. So then I just started like messaging him kind of and being like, hey, what's up? Well, you've told me that when you first met Wolf that you weren't annoyed by him whatsoever, right? Uh, no, actually, I couldn't stand him. I was oh, like, okay. Who is this? Wow. Guy? Really? You didn't tell me. You never. Yeah. You've never told me this. Am I bringing this up no, right now? I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we met when we were. So training. we met during training, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this guy has so many like zingers, and he's just always on all the time. Like, this is very exhausting to be around." But I was like, <clears throat> "I was like, he's also like kind of cute," but I I just wasn't sure about it. And then we had more training, um, I think like four months later, and we had to spend basically a whole day together. And by the end of it, I was like, man, I want to be best friends with this guy. Like, he seems pretty cool. And so I would just, yeah, messaged him and him and four, three other guys, I think. We were yeah, all going to finish our training And I was like, okay, let's all meet up for drinks afterwards and we'll go to the spot. But none of them showed up (laughs) except for Wolf. So it kind of seemed like I just planned this little date together. I didn't know that you, well, I I didn't know that you asked other people, but I think you just said that they were busy and then I just ended up coming because I'm like, well, I want to hang out like. Yeah. We were supposed to celebrate. That was the reason yeah. why the whole thing was happening. But. And so we celebrated the end of our training at a bar. 
I don't know, brew house, I guess, a brew no, house in Vancouver yeah. called Craft. Yeah. And so that's kind of like me and Wolf's first one-on-one time away from work. Yeah, it was kind of like Aww. our unofficial date because it wasn't yeah. intended to be that, but it ended up being just us. Just us. Yeah. So you were dressed really nicely. I remember that too. I'm like, wow, she dressed really nicely for this. What the hell is going on here? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted, I was like, oh, I got all these friends. Hopefully, fingers crossed. You wore makeup too. I wanted to look I good. That. I was like, I'm hanging out I was like, she's wearing friends. makeup for the first I've never seen her in makeup. I'm like, what's going on here? I was kind of... And then, yeah, we finished our drinks. And after that, I was all the time at work, I would see him and I was like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing after work? Yeah, it was so weird because like I I would show up in the morning and then she'd be like, hey, how are you? How are you? I'm like, what did you do last night? She's so energetic. It's like six o'clock in the morning right now. Yeah, but I just wanted a friend. I was like a terrier straight out (laughs) the gate. And then pretty much I just didn't give up and I was just being really creepy. Yeah. And she went stalker mode. She was like Max Stalker. Mm, yeah. And then we just. Bit of a clinger. <laughs> hung Page out. Five. Yeah. And we hung out for, uh, I think, like two months. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I really like this guy, <gasps> but I can't get too attached because I'm going to Australia. Because my plan was originally to leave January of 2018. 18. Yeah. Yeah, you were on the the fence about leaving. Yeah. You were almost gone. And then what happened? Because... Or no, 2019 is when I would have left. Because 2000... Yeah. Yeah, sorry guys. That's right. Yeah, this would have all been happening in 2018. Yeah. And so I was on the fence. I was like, oh... But I really like him and I feel like there's something here and I can't just let him go. So I just told him after a few months, I told myself, I was like, you're not allowed back in the house until you tell Wolf how you feel. And so we hung out and I told him, I was like, hey, I like you. And I was so nervous. My feet were so sweaty. Wow. (laughs) Um, yeah. And then what happened, Wolf? I don't know. What happened after that? I don't remember. When we were on the bench. Oh, along False Creek. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I didn't expect this to get this detailed. So. Well, the thing is, like, we sat down about it. Like, we were getting along really, really well, but we both knew there was this elephant in the room that was not being addressed. Yeah. Um, we both had crushes on yeah, each other. We both liked each other. And then we both like, but well, we were both planning to go on different trips because yeah. like, we had already had them planned prior to us meeting. And I was going to go to Australia. And I was going to back back to Central America. Yeah. It was kind of the idea that we were just, I don't know, we, we weren't going to be together, but over time we're just like, Two I felt paths that, that just yeah, weren't that w- crossing. Yeah. Yeah. And at then the right like, time. We kind of just felt like, well, I, I felt like I'm like, it would be dumb of me to like not pursue something that felt so natural yeah, and felt so like, right. I don't know. It was and weird. I was like, I just want this guy. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> it's funny because she said that, that she was supposed to bring it up to me, but I knew it was never going to happen if she was the person to bring it up. She would be the person who would pass it off. So I brought it up that day and I'm just like. And then I was so like, like, perfect, this I'm like, is so my what's chance. happening with us right now? Because we be, like our conversations would just die because this elephant in the room was not being addressed. Yeah. And we pretty much just addressed it. And yeah. we're just like, so what's the plan? And so from that point on, we started dating because we're like, we decided that we liked each other. Yeah. And that we should date because of that. And so the whole thing holding it back were these trips. two different trips yeah. that you guys wanted to happen. Yeah. And now it seems like, well, 
one of those trips already happened. Yeah. And uh, one of them now is happening. So yeah. that's pretty exciting. Yeah, we made it awful. work. Yeah, made it work. Basically, after we decided to date, I was like, hey, but I still want to go to Australia. I told all my friends over there I would go before the end of 2019. So basically, I move. What did I do? I like canceled my ticket and I got most of it back. So you had a ticket already. Yeah, Yeah, she had planned her ticket and she had paid for it and everything. And I told her not to because in case it didn't work out between us, that I didn't want to be that guy who you reworked all your plans for. And yeah. not have it work out. But she did it anyways. And then you ended up going to Belize. With? Heyo. <laughs> Eric. Yeah. E-money. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, that's beautiful. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we wound up in this whole uh, mix-up of star-crossed lovers. Yeah. Um, this idiot walked in and was like. He's like, hey. You want to go to Belize? You're going to Belize? I, that sounds pretty cool. And we were, I feel like we were pretty drunk when we were talking about it. I think so too. Yeah. It was, uh, again, we drink a lot after work. Whoops. And um, <laughs> yeah, kind of shit happens. Wolf had his backpacking trip to Central America planned and Caitlin started talking about, yeah, like I was going to kind of do the same thing, but keep it a little bit less ambitious. Just go to one or two countries and maybe do some scuba diving. And so that's when, again, this idiot was like, <laughs> I want to go scuba diving into just a <laughs> couple countries. That sounds amazing. That sounds great. I love fish. You going with somebody? No? Okay. And, and uh, that's so how it happened. Yeah. That's how it happened. And then you well, started working on that. I mean, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this uh, kind of weird thing manifested itself. So, yeah, yeah that, was, uh, that was sort of one of the reasons why I wanted to have these two on the show is because I think the three of us, um, we, we haven't full on lived abroad together, but there was a solid, uh, six week in yeah. Wolf's case, a little bit longer span where, uh, the three of us were all down in the weird little area between North and South America together. And it's yeah, um, pretty weird. Yeah. And there was like a couple <laughs> week period where we all happened to yeah. connect with each other yeah. while we were down there. That exactly. Was special. Like the fact that that actually happened. No, it was great. Yeah. Pretty good. Certainly solidified a uh, long-term friendship. Yeah. And, uh, Is that what we are? I think so. Yeah. Oh, are we okay. long-term friends? Well, long-term friends. Yeah, I think so. I think Definitely. we're there. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we're there. And um, yeah, so... Caleb. I came for the drinks. Okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> As you... <laughs> Yeah, so um, Caitlin and I, uh, last November, November 2018, uh, flew to Belize City. Uh, One one day after Wolf left for Panama City? Yeah. One day? Two days? It doesn't Uh, matter. I think you guys left the day after. Okay. Because Caitlin drove me to the airport. Or she went to the airport with me. Actually, we took the train, but you took me to the airport, and then you went back, and then you guys left the next day. Yeah. So, Anyways. Um, and uh, we had a hell of a journey to get there. Oh, my God. My goodness. It was way worse than we ever imagined. No, like, you know, when you book these ambitiously cheap flights that are like, oh, you know, there's just like these oh, like seven or eight hour layovers between like these flights. And you're like, oh, you know, booking <laughs> two months in advance, you're like, this will be nothing. We'll just. It's just a drop in the bucket of our fantabulous oh, trip. We'll be there, there in yeah. no time. 
And then it's the worst like cut flight to, pattern. Cut ahead to 3 a.m. in the Dallas-Fort Worth airport, and we are scrounging for any last sliver of comfort we can possibly find We're on shivering. airport furniture. In these right, the air conditioning was like subarctic, for you guys, right? yeah. aggressive. You could have had a, a snowstorm in that airport. Yeah, it was so cold. I had a water bottle and it froze. I was caught in forest fires on my trip. Were you? I was caught in forest fires. I was grounded in San Francisco. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, during I, the I California to, I, fires, yeah, I, I, right. I got grounded there on the tarmac for a couple hours. Yeah, and they I, actually I, went into the airport and they uh, they um, drafted you to come help fight. Right? They're yeah, like, they're just like, we need yeah. guys. Let's <laughs> make it happen. Able-bodied young man, come on, yeah. let's go. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, let's go fight some fires. Yeah, yeah. I said, where's the fire? Where's the garden hose? So let's let's yeah. go. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go fight some fires. Anyways. Um, yes, quite the opposite conditions, it seems like. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, we, uh, we made it to Belize City and, um, I'll let you so tell your story tired. soon. Um, yeah, so very tired. And, uh, what was Belize City what we were thinking it was going to be when we arrived there? <laughs> it was not at all. So we thought, we thought that being the capital of this country and reading a little bit about it, that Belize City was going to be this you know, hip happening metropolitan hub in this otherwise relatively low key country. Yeah, pretty um, funky. This tiny little country that we didn't really know too much about sight unseen. Like we knew that there was some gorgeous diving there, which yeah. is what we sort of planned the trip around. But uh, Belize City, yeah. Two days max. It was a whole <laughs> lot, but uh, not not much was going on. Kind of. Yeah. I don't want to say a whole lot of nothing, but. It's a city that very much knows what it is. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Good pupusas, though. Excellent pupusas. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. When I was there, I just passed through just to catch the ferry to, to Kikoker, Kikoker. which was the year before you guys went. Yeah. I didn't know you guys then. So. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this was, yeah, Wolf on his subsequent Central American trip, so we don't get the, uh, so we don't get the uh, timelines mixed up here. We did allude to Wolf being on a vacation at the beginning of uh, their little, their little story together. Two different uh, trips. Yeah, two, two different, different trips. trips. You had gone to which countries the previous year? Uh, I, Belize was one of them. Yeah. Well, my original plan was to go to Central America, like backpack originally, like backpack at first, mm-hmm. like as part of this trip. But I never ended up doing it because I was, I don't know, it was my first trip, so I would, was kind of a novice at traveling. But I ended up going flying into Mexico City, uh, heading down towards Guatemala and heading up back through Belize, and then flew out through Cancun to come back home. So that was like a five week period. Okay. That. that was the first trip. So did you a- go to Guatemala too? Yeah, I just said that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I went to Guatemala. <laughs> sorry. I've been there twice. Awesome. So you had a little bit of backpacking under your belt. Yeah. But uh, you were doing, you wanted to basically complete your Central American trip you'd started. Yeah, it, it, it had always been like something I wanted to do since I, as long as I could remember. So I've always wanted to go down there just because... Being Latino, I've always wanted to see where like my family comes from and just seeing the country in general. And mm-hmm. sort of not the country, but like the region in general. So in what country yeah. were you the most excited to learn more about? Guatemala. Why? Because I'm from there. What? I was gonna say, yeah, without <laughs> you don't you don't have to go into too too much detail, but um what is what is your your family, uh your heritage? Uh well my, my mom is from Guatemala, so I'm Guatemalan and my dad is from El Salvador. So then that's where they met down there. And then they immigrated here in the 90s. So that's why I was born in Canada. Mm-hmm. So but I had never been back home prior to 
2017, I guess, at this point. Cool. So that's the first time I ever went back there. But I didn't go back to where my hometown was until last trip. So November 2018 is when I finally went back home to where my family grew up and started. So even though, um, I, I guess I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but um, even though you had never been to, well, and, and you say hometown, um, somewhere you had never been before, obviously you felt some kind of attachment to it before even going there. Well, yeah, well, the thing is like, I don't know, my, because my family immigrated here, so I've always like kind of known like the Canadian way of living. I've always felt like I should at least go back to where it started and see how my family grew up. Because the, the conditions are a lot worse than what mm-hmm. I have now. So, yeah, it's, it's always on my mind. Cool. Well, I think we will uh, get into, we'll get into that. You're maybe going back to the hometown a little bit later. But uh, Caitlin and I are still freezing in an airport and then <laughs> arriving in Belize so City, cold. tired and uh, confused <laughs> so by this tired. point. I think there was a stopover in Miami is in there as well. That's three but, or five. Uh, yeah, Belize City, um, like we were talking about, didn't take too long there to... Do everything. Not just that, but realize that there wasn't a whole lot of what we wanted to do going on there. So we had this hotel and didn't have anything arranged at one of the islands we were staying at until a few days later. So we called in an audible. We kept our hotel room because it was affordable enough to not... uh, to not worry about just leaving it empty for a night and uh, packed our things up and we hopped on a bus to San Ignacio, Belize. Great place. That was fun. That was a great little place. So we hopped on a bus for probably two, maybe three hours. Yeah, That was our first time with the chicken buses too. Yes. So the chicken buses are, for anybody who's listening who's never been to Central America, uh, they are old school buses that uh, Mexico retires and basically just sends south uh, to Belize and other Central American countries that are rather cheap to uh, to ride. And they are worker commuter buses. They are, uh, I guess, backpacker friendly if you can find the schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which can which be difficult never, which to is never posted. It's yeah. just you have to ask a local. For I, you have to a- either ask a local or track down a schedule <laughs> deep in some forums. Yeah, for I think it was for like half an hour, forty minutes, and I found a schedule for like the whole region of Belize, and I was yeah. like, oh, the Holy Grail. And it's not like yes. it really makes much of a difference. They show up when they show up, and um, yeah. they're pretty yeah. on time though. In Belize, they're a lot better. In certain places, yeah, like, eh, yeah. yeah we'll get them when we get them, bro. Funny enough, um, Mennonite uh, missionaries as well. Yeah. Like straight up, they they looked like they were Amish, but... Uh, yeah, they were Mennonites. Mennonites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, what's the word? What's the word? Uh, not Hasidic. Um, Farmers? No, like very serious about their religion. Oh, okay. devoted. Oh, different than that, though. Oh, okay. Anyways, Very into it. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, these Mennonite people were taking the bus as well. And at first, <laughs> my first thought when I saw one of them with their like very 
clean cut, well trimmed beard and their suspenders and their, their nice hat, hat and their straw hat and everything like that. And they're like nice leather boots. I'm like, who are these fucking hipsters? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, they must be so hot. Yeah. They're so sweaty. But then, um, then like one after another, after another, before, you know, it, like half the people on this bus were just these Mennonites bussing around the Belizean countryside. Um, but apparently, uh, well, we didn't talk to them, but apparently a lot of the locals aren't even too big of a fan because they are so devoted to their religious causes or whatever that they don't talk to anybody. They don't really involve themselves in the community and are sort of outcast themselves on purpose and aren't that warmly accepted. Well, yeah, Belize is mainly like kind of a Caribbean Rasta yes. kind of vibe. So like if you're a Mennonite, you would very like definitely you would stick stand out. you would stand out and kind of like it would be two different cultures clashing at once. So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I, that was pretty much our only reaction with these guys uh, interaction, yeah. interaction interaction yeah. <laughs> interaction with these guys. But um we made it to San Ignacio and immediately I think we felt a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. And we were like, okay, so we can ride the chicken buses. And we'll end up on the other side, okay. Yes, and we snuck into an information center. Yeah. There was a big old closed sign. And I walked right in because this man told me I could. Yeah, we were like, uh, is anyone working? And then a man standing at a desk is like, yeah, yeah, come here. And he was weirdly our concierge for the rest of that trip. Yeah, and he also just like allowed us to put faith in everything that we had Kind of like skeleton planned, yes. but we were like, oh, okay, this is an actual thing that happens. Just because I found this on a mm-hmm. forum means it's real here, I guess. Yes. And so then we took a walk and we went to some Mayan ruins. We went right to the Guatemalan border, mm-hmm. saw another big ruin, mm-hmm. and then we stayed in an old house hostel. Yeah. Old house hostel. Yeah, that's overnight. what it's called. And um, then the next day we went and saw the skeleton caves. Yeah, that was cool. Also yeah. known as the ATM caves. I yes. don't know what the ATM stands for, but I ATM forget. caves. Acton Takal McNall, I think. Oh, okay. I forget. Something like yeah. that. It's funny though, like my family always brings this up because we had a little group chat going while I was in like mm-hmm. Central America. And I was like, yeah, just gonna, Eric and I are going to the ATM. And then after that, we'll make our ways our way back to Belize city. And my family was like, Oh, okay. Don't know why you have to go to an ATM and then make your way back. Yeah. <laughs> and later on, I talked to them that night and told them what it was. And they're like, that's way different than a bank no, machine. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. There's not just one ATM in the middle of Belize. <laughs> yeah. Although <laughs> I forgot to mention this part. <laughs> oh no. So at the beginning of this trip, There's nothing worse than when you're traveling than not having access to your funds. And uh, I forgot about this. Our first day in Belize City, we were walking around like after we slept for like 14 hours and uh, had some strength in us and we're walking around. I'm like, oh, I should get some Belize dollars. Uh, Let me just hit this ATM. At a pretty reputable looking bank, Caitlin went first, was able to withdraw funds from her account, and then I try my card. And once I hit the, okay, withdraw some money button, it took way, way, way too long. Yeah, you were in there for like five minutes easily. Before anything happened, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, card not approved. And I'm like, okay, well, 
Try one more time. Card not approved. And then immediately I'm like, well, oh, fuck. Let me just like flick my data on, check my bank account, see what's going on. 14 attempted charges to my credit card within like three minutes. And I'm like, um, well, I only put my card in twice. What's going on here? And the minute I flicked my data on, there was a phone phone call from my credit card company being like, there has been an attempt at fraud on your credit card. We are suspending this account (laughs) until further notice. So we are kicking off this backpacking trip with no access. No funds. No funds. And uh, Caitlin and Wolf have had this affectionate nickname for me for a while, E-Money. Yeah. Which then tra- uh, transitioned to... <laughs> E-Broke-Ass. I thought E-No-Money. Or money. E-No-Money. Uh, for me, it was E-Broke-Ass. Yeah. I called him E-No-Money. E-No-Money. <laughs> However you want to spin it. Yeah. It was not a fun way to start the trip, but uh, we made it work. I think I... I, I don't know. Had a debit card that wound up working on Scotiabank, Canadian oh, bank yeah. chain, which is weirdly big in the Caribbean. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, very popular. Very but, reliable. Uh, it's actually pretty, if you have a Scotiabank yeah. account, it's actually a pretty yeah, reliable account good. to have while traveling. Scotiabank, Central America, mm-hmm. you yeah. go. But anyways, um, for the side tangent, we uh, we did the we did the skeleton cave, saw some uh, sacrificial... Um, altars. Yeah, altars and uh, Haunts, where, where they used to ceremoniously kill people. Yeah. In the Maya. In the Mayan time period. Yeah. yeah. Waded yeah. through some dark-ass caves. And very watery. Yeah. And yeah. very cold. It was funny because everyone we asked, we were like, so, like, are we going to get wet? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, like, you'll get a bit damp. You'll get a little damp. Yeah. Literally, like, even yeah. getting to the cave, you have to you cross s- three rivers. Where you were one of these somewhere. people. Yeah. Wolf, don't you're even good. talk. No, no, I didn't. Did I, I asked say that? you. I said, Wolf, are we going to get wet? I said, how wet are we going to get on this, this tour? And you're like, oh, like, you get a bit wet. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I was well aware that, like, you get submerged, like, up to your neck yeah, at yeah, multiple points you. in the you, tour. You were so passive about you're it. You're like, oh, you'll get a bit wet. And we, I was like, no, oh, we okay. had three like river feet. crossings before we even got into damn caves. <laughs> I thought that With was super the strong currents of like you have to like there's ropes across. Yeah, you have to hold a rope and yeah. And then like you get to the opening of the cave and you're like, okay, so it shouldn't be much further. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. No, you're scaling rocks, you're climbing, you're Yeah. I had a And you, you're not allowed to go bare feet either. Like you can't no. you have no. to wear like a shirt, you have to wear shorts or pants, yeah. and you have to have at least socks on. So you have to do and this I entire thing with socks like or shoes on. In that cave and it was with me for the rest of the trip and then even while I was in Canada afterwards. Wow. Anyways, <laughs> we're only on like day three of this trip. I know, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, so anyways, we, we get back to Belize City and then the next day it was time to go to the islands. And we went uh, to this little beautiful island called Key Cocker. That's how I feel like it was over there though. It's like you get over there and everything's so chill. They played like Bob Marley twenty four seven. It was the only, the only artist to pretty fantastic. To. Yeah, um, we stayed on Key Cocker for fourteen nights. Yeah, it was a long time. But uh, that is because, again, the main reason that we were going down there is scuba diving. Mm-hmm. So Caitlin and I had signed up for two different levels of scuba diving. And uh, throughout this time, we made some friends. and We kind of became locals. We really did. Um, we stayed 
past the threshold of the average person staying on Key Cocker. There's this string of like tropical kind of resort islands in Belize that people go to for three days, party their faces off, and then uh, just, you know, on say, to the next one. fuck it and, you know, yeah. leave everything behind them. But uh, we probably saw like three cycles at least. Of travelers, of, yeah. Of people coming and going in waves of, yeah. Yeah, people coming in and wow, wow, look at everything, and then kind of getting comfortable and then leaving and Zoom. like mm-hmm. people knew us, but by the yeah. time we were leaving there, yep, all the food vendors had gotten yeah. to know us. <laughs> oh, yeah, you want burrito? Yeah, burrito, <laughs> mustard and mayo on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with ketchup, <laughs> mustard and mayo that they make up like a hot dog for you. They love so it. So different. And our little family. At Frenchie's Dive Shop. Yeah, I'm wearing the shirt. That's not even like on purpose. It's I know. I love that you're wearing the Frenchie's shirt I'm right now. So it's my only shirt. Yeah, this local dive shop that we uh, we did our certification with became our little home um, away from our beach cabin mm-hmm. that smelled bad because of the seaweed <laughs> so bad. for uh, for our time on Key Cocker and uh, made some made some great pals along the way. And then uh, from there, we planned uh, quite the route. An insane trek. So throughout this, to add some context, we were pretty much in constant uh, contact with Wolf here, Mm -hmm. who was subsequently doing a trip that uh, started the bottom of Central America in Panama City. Uh, Yeah, I started in Panama City, and pretty much I worked my way all the way up to... I guess Mexico, because I left out through Mexico, but I didn't go really much into Mexico at that time period. But what were you doing in Panama City while uh, we were in Key Cocker? Honestly, not much. Like, the first time I got, when I got to Panama City, I was in this hostel, and there was, like, I, I spoke to nobody for, like, two days. And then I was like, oh, man, like... I thought you made a friend there. No, I made zero friends in Panama City. Like, I didn't really... It's, it's kind of like a, a spot because it's at the bottom of the region, right? So it's kind of like if you get to Panama City, people generally will go to San Blas Islands afterwards and then continue on to Colombia. But I started from the bottom and then went north, right? So it's kind of the less common of the two... Although it is common, but, like, it's the less common of the two trips. So, like, most people were going down, uh, you know, yelling timber and everything like that. But uh, I was going up and then... Um, sorry, I made myself laugh. God damn it, Wolf! <laughs> but I was going up like on Tuesday. But um, yeah, I made my way up to what's the uh, what's the spot? Uh, I, I went to Bocas, but there's a spot in between there. Oh man, I can't remember. Was that the mountain place? town? Yeah, the mountain town in in between, kind of like as a spot to stop, but uh, where the Baru volcano is. Oh, well. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, then I went went up through Bocas and then went up to Costa Rica. Did not like Costa Rica at all. Uh, I I had planned to spend like maybe a good amount of time there, but I left after like three days. Could not take it. It Why? Costa Rica is a place you go to if you're a couple or if you're a group of friends who are looking to get away from wherever you live for like a week or two. I was neither of those because I was by myself. So I wasn't a part of a group, and I, I didn't have you there with me. So it's like, oh, well. So it's not a backpacking-friendly place. Not, it's not a backpacking-friendly place. It's mainly like people who want to travel, and they feel like it's safe, so they go to Costa Rica for a bit. And Costa Rica definitely else. does have that kind of vibe to it. My grandpa would travel there a lot, and he was 
not the kind of guy who would like search out the safe destinations like he's been to most or he went to while he was alive. Most, most major Mexican cities, safe or unsafe, um, despite the, the, the advising of his travel agent certain times, but he loved Costa Rica and like all the tiny little towns around there. But, uh, yeah, I, I could not do it. I did not want to do it. Like it was probably a low on my trip. Like I just really, I was, I was super excited to be there. Uh, cause I entered through Puerto Viejo, which is like kind of on the Panama Costa Rica border. Um, which is well known for being a party city, but when I was there, there really wasn't much happening. Like maybe I hit it at a bad time or something like that. I was because I was still kind of at the tail end of the rainy season. Like I never really went there when it was supposed to be sunny, but it was still nice weather. But did not click with Costa Rica, so I got out of there as quick as I can. How long were you there for? I swear it was like three days max. I hmm. could not do it. I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I left, and then I ended up going into Nicaragua. And I was so which worried. which was really unfortunate because Nicaragua is generally the hub of Central America for backpackers, but at that point they were having a lot of political unrest, so it was considered very very dangerous to head into Nicaragua because you were not guaranteed being able to leave. At that I point, was so there was many scared. like instances of people say, "Yeah, people had trouble leaving the country because of all these protests. There was road closures and things like that, and because of it, like to the tourism aspect suffered a lot." A lot of the businesses that were there were really, really affected by it. Like they were making no money and they were super, super desperate to make ends meet. And yeah, like like I, I did meet a good group of people there, which I ended up continuing onward with, which had helped me a lot for the, the next section of the trip. But yeah, it, just, it was just really, really rough. Um, the hostel was great though. Ola Ola Hostel in Nicaragua was great. I loved it. You it love super- Nicaragua. Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was a great place, but unfortunately, like it just the timing of when I went there, um, mm-hmm. and what was happening at the time, it just didn't coincide. So it really, like, I didn't let it get me down, but it was pretty tough for the locals. Like, they but were, you go back? Yeah, I, I definitely go back for sure. I do it again in a heartbeat. Do a flip, at least three of them, you know. But yeah, I would definitely go back there. It just yeah. Uh, then from Nicaragua, I ended up going out through. I went to Honduras and that's where I met you guys because yeah. I skipped El Salvador oh, yeah. because I had met a few Australians there and it was coming up to one of those, one of his like 30th birthday. And originally we were supposed to all go to Honduras um, and La Ceiba mm-hmm. and then Utila. But then he decided to, they decided to go, he, him and his friend decided to go to El Tunco in El Salvador. And I didn't want to go there because uh, I was just more mainly focused on getting to you because I really wanted to see you. So I ended up going to Honduras. And so, I, took, I, I literally did it on a whim because also because of the unrest in Nicaragua, the bus schedules were not every day like they were. Um, when I decided to leave, it's literally like the bus is a, on a Tuesday and a Saturday. So I had to, and I was looking into it on that Tuesday. So I had to leave that day, right? Or else I was going to miss it. And then I had to take like a 12 or 13 hour bus ride from Leon, Nicaragua, all the way to Seba. So you Honduras. were bouncing across coast to coast. Yeah, I was going Pacific coast to, to coast, Atlantic. You know, LeBron James from one side to the other, right? Like, yeah, just, winning champions everywhere. Yeah, like I, I kept bouncing around from coast to coast, and I didn't want to go to. One of the reasons why I didn't go to El Salvador with them is because I didn't want to go from coast back up again and then come back down and then go up to Mexico, like or to sorry mm-hmm. to, to Guatemala to get to Mexico, right? But yeah, so I ended up going to Honduras to meet up with you guys. To do my diving. Yes. 
not end as well. But uh, <laughs> bouncing back to Caitlin and I. Yes. After uh, Wolf's journey, we were kind of overseeing Wolf's journey via shitty Wi-Fi, wherever we yeah. could get it. Um, chatting oh, with him, kind up? of helping each other plan routes and uh, ultimately trying to work up to this uh, to this meeting that we eventually had. But uh, yeah, Caitlin and I left our cute little island home of Keycocker after two and a half weeks there. and uh, We were sad to leave. We were very sad to leave, actually. Like... It is a nice place. Yeah. It uh, it was. Very cute little town. Highly recommend Keycocker Belize mm-hmm. for anybody. But we had a little journey uh, south through the rest of the country. So for anyone not familiar with the geography of Belize, it's a tiny country, about one-third the size of Vancouver Island for uh, people who are familiar with BC's regional geography. You can drive top to bottom in that country in about four hours. Yeah, if we would have had a car, it would have taken no time. No, no time at all. Um, but uh, we decided instead to uh, impart on a uh, little bit of a bus ride south out to... Uh, where did we wind up from Belize City? Did we wind up we in Dangriga? to Dangriga to Hopkins. Yes. Placencia, right? Guatemala. Right? So... Yeah, we can we could do a little pause on Hopkins there because we had a day where we were held up in a bus layover in this town called Dangriga, which was just recovering from a big party they do every year, the Garifuna party. Yeah, Yeah. the Garifuna people, their entire uh, lineage dates back to one slave ship that crashed in the Caribbean in this little tiny area called Livingston in sort of the Guatemala, Belize border town and the Garifunan people's lineage all spawns from this African boat that crashed mixing with the Caribbean culture there. But anyways, they do this Garifunan liberation party in Dangriga every year. The city was very sleepy because they were just recovering from this big party that had just happened there to the point where nobody really understood why the fuck we were even there. Yeah. Even yeah. though we were just there for, what, four or five hours? Yeah, they're like, the party was last weekend. Or what, do you, what are you doing? Day. And we're yeah. like, we're just trying to go to, I don't know, Hopkins, I guess. We'd heard about this little town called Hopkins. It was so cute. And we we fell in love with a lot of towns in Belize, actually. Yeah. Uh, we stayed in this tiny village of 2,000 people in Hopkins. And uh, there was nothing but a couple grocery stores. What? It- Three streets, I think. Three streets and a very beautiful beach. So beautiful. And I think Hopkins, we probably made more friends than anywhere else. Yeah, At uh, this hostel called the Funky Dodo. I would recommend that spot. Yeah. We met up with uh, two American dudes from Oregon who were on a motorcycle trip through South America. Shouts out to Ryder and Joe. Yeah. Yes. Um, (laughs) And uh, a bunch of other international people there and then we continued uh, from Hopkins after four days we extended we kept extending our stay there yeah I think originally our plan was to stay for one night or two nights yeah and And then then we're just like oh it's kind of nice here yeah and Wolf was kind of like off doing his own thing for you a were bit. yeah Nicaragua sort of stage yeah. and everything yeah, I think it was in that area at that yeah point. you were having yeah. fun and we were like oh well we like this spot, so let's stay a while. Yeah, so we did five days, four days, yeah. something like that. And um, 
Then I, oh man. And then we decided to leave uh, Hopkins. And safe spot of Hopkins. Safe spot of Hopkins. <laughs> We're like, well, let's keep going south. And we wound up in Placencia. Oh, and Placencia. Placencia was a funny place for us because it Kayla was. Of something else when she hears Placencia. Well, well it's it so much. hard to not want to say that. Naturally. Just say it now. Placenta. There we go. Or Placentia. <laughs> I don't know what's so funny about that. <laughs> I don't know. That was a given, though. Okay. Sorry. But um, <laughs> actually, no, I'm not trying to even be mean. I just don't get it. But um, anyways, we wound up um, in Placentia and where we found out where all of the Americans we saw at the Belize airport went. This is where they so go. So we'd been in Belize for almost three weeks at this point, probably about three weeks actually. Yeah. And we saw a lot of Americans flying in there when we first arrived and went through customs. Had hardly seen any in our time there. Mm-hmm. Where'd they go? Placentia. Placenta. Placencia. 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 Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I, now I'm getting lost. I ruined it. it. Yeah, I know. Thank you, guys. Placentia. Anyway, and uh, Placen- Placentia is basically just a town made up, uh, bought up by Americans, and they employ the Belizean people to work for them while they're on their holidays. And yep. wasn't all that appealing in that regard. Caitlin and I we played cards in. in a very problematic coffee shop and overheard these stupid men. Saying all kinds of stupid things. We wanted to leave. Which should be one of the first instances. Like we heard this a lot. Yeah. Even when we met up in Honduras. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Didn't have the uh, the warmest welcome at our hostel as well. The woman who owned the hostel, she ended up being cool. Yeah. But um, at first I was like, get me out of here. Eric. Was incredibly hungover and not super uh, warmly welcoming us. But yeah. uh, anyways, we uh, did meet up with our motorcycling friends. One more day, they drove an hour south and uh, we went to the met beach. up with us. We went to the beach. We kayaked and swam around a big island. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think we got drunk that night. Yep, on the beach. Yep. Most and uh, there was a, one of the guys, I don't know what he was. He was something to do with the hostel. And he cooked us a wicked dinner. Yes, he did. We all paid him 10 bucks and he went and bought a bunch of groceries and uh, cooked us an amazing Belizean dinner. Mm-hmm. And we bought a big bottle of rum and drank the whole thing. Yeah. As you do when, in, when you're in Belize. Yeah. yeah. But uh, do it, so. <laughs> then the next day, I mean, this was kind of a big celebration before um, embarking on Our the journey. nuttiest day of travel we had of this trip. <laughs> it was insane. Which, so, Yeah. I guess we woke up at 7, I think. It was early. And we were out of there by 8. Uh-huh. Grabbed some breakfast and jumped on a bus. I, no, no, we got on a boat. We got on a boat. We so got on a boat. We got on the we're first gonna, boat. We're going to track the different modes of transportation yep. this day because we got on a boat. First boat. Yes. Um, to this tiny little town just outside of Placencia. Yeah. yeah. It was like a cross. Cross a little river. Yeah. Don't remember what it was called. Me neither. Uh, Punta Gorda? 
Punta Gorda was later. So we got yeah. on the bus from this town we can't remember to Punta Gorda, yep. which they call PG quite mm-hmm. often. And it sits right at the bottom of Belize. It's like the bottom little corner of it where south we were. as you can get, I think, yes. on the road. Yeah, about as south as you can get. Four hour bus ride to get there to catch a boat that leaves to Guatemala once a week. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the reasons why we kind of delayed this little trip, a few days in Hopkins and Placencia and all that, was to Wait time this boat. one boat. And we thought, well, oh, this must be an important boat if, only, if it only leaves once a week from this one town at the very south of Belize. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we uh, we we get to Punta Gorda. We wait for this boat, and what Go is for it? For a bit of a walk. It is an eight-person tin boat. <laughs> so scary. Like to and, be honest, the yeah. fact that that was on the ocean. Yeah. It was terrifying. This eight-person little tin boat, and, and it, it had took a tarp us, roof. Yeah, and a shit ton of luggage on board. Our lives. A washing there. machine or a fridge or something like yeah. that on it too. And like, if you lost your bag, that thing was going straight to the bottom. But oh, they the didn't ocean. care. No, they would not care. No. And like the boat, it would go over a wave, and there was—I counted a couple times. There's at least three to four and a half seconds where we would be in the air, suspended, waiting to hit mm-hmm. the next wave. Very choppy. Um, I'll be honest. I just put the Kanye beats in and uh, just just blasted. I th- yeah, I yeah. think I was music. It was the life of Pablo that you were listening to at the time. Uh, uh, it was a lot of different stuff. Yeah. I think I played some of the classics, to be honest. Probably my beautiful dark twist and fantasy. Great album. Yeah. But anyways, um, we get to... So we uh, we did briefly stop through Guatemala Yeah, for about two hours. We arrive in... Uh, I can't remember. Somewhere in Guatemala. Yeah. Uh, Puerto Berrios. Puerto Berrios. That's funny. Thank you. Adios. And um, immediately we were ushered off the boat... Mm-hmm. Through customs by somebody. This random guy, he's like, he looks at Eric, looks at me, looks back at Eric, looks at me, starts speaking in Spanish. And I'm like, I don't know. We're in a whole new ballpark here. No one speaks English. Also, side note, because Belize's primary language, although it is in Central America, is English. Yeah. Yes. Spanish. It's the oh. one odd country that's there. Yeah. We uh, realize this language barrier <laughs> fast. <laughs> So then, yeah, this lovely man talks to me and I kind of gathered what he was saying because of Wolf and I'd been practicing my Duolingo. And then eventually figured out this dude was going to take us from the boat to Guatemalan Customs where we signed our life away on some forms, got some stamps. And he got us a taxi. Yeah, and he got us a taxi. Because we were going to the Honduras border. Yes. And... Yeah. Yep. So we we hopped in a taxi. We walked across the Honduras border. Yep. And then we, uh, so this is what method of transportation three now. We're two boats. Two boats. A bus bus, ride and a taxi. A taxi and a bit of a walk. And a bit of a walk. Um, And we crossed uh, border number two, I guess, because we crossed from Belize into Guatemala. Guatemala to Honduras. Yes. And then uh, we hopped on another bus, which... Was we were really awesome that it was there. Yeah, we didn't really have any. We're just idea. like we we were told there was buses 
mm-hmm. on the Honduras border. We were looking for hostels in a nearby town, but not having much luck in uh, somewhere in northern Honduras. Yeah. Yeah. Porto mm-hmm. Cortez. Yep. Um, which was where the bus was going to take us. And so we said, well, let's just keep traveling by bus. So we yeah. get off in Porto Cortez, Honduras. And um, before leaving on this trip, you know, you, you check out where you're headed and the towns and everything. But they're not and safe. well, whatever they tell you. Yeah. And the one city that without any differentials that um, it kept saying were there was a city in Honduras, a big city called uh, San Pedro Sula. And yeah. they have all kinds of travel warnings saying avoid all unnecessary travel yeah, to this city. Don't go there if you don't need to. No, don't go there unless you're from there, unless you're everything. But mm-hmm. there was nothing available in Porto Cortez. And we just kept going. And we just kept going. <laughs> so uh, one of the locals in the area saw us on the bus. Yep. And he said, where are you going? In broken English. And we said, oh, well, San Pedro Sula. Yep. <laughs> and the look of worry on this man's face. Uh, it looked like he saw a ghost. <laughs> You're going there? Why? It's not safe Why? there. Don't go there. No. And uh, we get there. And he uh, said, as soon as you get off the bus, you have to get the, the first hotel you see. It was like, speak to no one. Keep your eyes down. Don't do anything. Just keep walking. And get somewhere safe. Yeah. Basically, so, uh, we thought we were going to get shot as soon as we walked off the bus. Yes. We get there, and um, it was relatively calm. We we took his, his warning in stride. We had our data on on our phones. We were searching. Um, the hotel he recommended we go was like $300 a night. So, so expensive. We weren't about to do that. Yeah. But we did end up finding a nice hotel in a nice area. With security in, guards outside of it. With security guards, and uh, I think that was pretty common. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, and that's funny. Well-timed sirens outside, <laughs> if you can hear that ambient noise, listeners. But um, Caitlin and I did happen to spot something uh, from the bus. Uh, universally iconic <laughs> symbol that even while staying in... And San Pedro Sula um, has been said, you know, most violent city in the world outside of active war zones, all these things, um, despite being desperately tired and incredibly hungry. So hungry. We, we decided to seek out the golden arches of McDonald's. Yes. <laughs> Their McDonald's is sick, though. Yeah. So I didn't feel more at home on this trip <laughs> Then Caitlin and I walking through the streets of San Pedro Sula at like 11 o'clock at <laughs> night using busty ass data on my phone and hoping eventually for the McDonald's. hoping for this McDonald's. And we found it and it was good. It was amazing. And they had the electronic menu and we yeah. could click English. Yeah. And it was so comforting. And like after 14 hours of all these different transportation methods and borders and unsurety. 
We finally had our place to stay alive and (laughs) McDonald's. Yeah. I've never loved something so much in my life. Um, She means that. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyways, um, San Pedro Sula was less than a 12 hour stop on uh, on this journey because the next morning we knew that there was a bus that was heading to the goal, yes. which was La Ceiba, Honduras. Because Wolf had gotten in the night before, I think, or that day. I was already in La Ceiba while you guys were doing this. Yeah, right. I yes. Got in there, which I, it also took me forever to find this hostel. Yeah. If it's not where it's not marked. Maps no. Meet or Google Maps. Yeah, if you're going to stay was, at uh, Hostel Guacamayo in uh, La Ceiba, I, I don't know. Just good, good luck. luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. It's close I, to the ocean. I gave up and ended up just paying for a taxi and saying, take me to Guacamayo's hostel. It's not here. Like, mm-hmm. And I paid whatever. I think I gave him like 30 lempiras or something. I'm like, just take me here. I negotiated with him. Mm-hmm. He wanted yeah. like 50 or something. I'm like, I'll give you 30. Yeah. And yeah. We got a, uh, a bus. A mega bus type thing. Yeah. It was so shady. Yeah, this gigantic... It was not that shady. It was a pretty nice bus stop, actually. Oh, no, the bus stop was nice, but the bus itself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, San Pedro Sula was a different scene in the morning. Yeah. It was full of markets and just people selling all kinds of knockoff wares on the street and actually very similar to kind of markets and stuff like that I've seen in um, Southeast Asia and things like that and... Just trying to sell anything. Yep, trying to sell whatever they could. A very just kind of hustling and bustling place. Um, Besides the constant warnings from the locals, by the way, I never felt an immediate sense of danger. Me neither. No, we were never threatened. Um, People were nothing but... Friendly. Going out of their way to help us, actually, in a lot of cases. I I think Um, it's like over like... I don't want to say overexposed, but it's really overhyped. Like the yeah. only people who are in danger there are the people who are involved in, in criminal activity. Yeah. They're yeah. not going to go attack random people just because they feel like it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyways, um, we got this bus and uh, after this confusion, finding this hostel in La Ceiba after a three, four hour bus ride or whatever, uh, we uh, we were finally united. I saw Wolf. <laughs> I it was, was it so was, happy. It was it took me by surprise because I was upstairs in the yeah. hostel. Like I was upstairs and then I came down because I was on my computer and I was just gonna kinda put it back in the room and then I don't even know what my plan was. But then as I rounded the corner Yeah, and Eric round, and I were you and just both rounded the corner showing our yeah. rooms where we were gonna stay. Yeah. And Wolf was there and I was like, That's not him and I was like, oh, That's him You and guys are so sweaty. And smelly. We were disgusting. <laughs> yeah. You guys are like drenched. And yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness, take a shower. But you love me. <laughs> yeah, it was great to see her. We finally like met up. Yeah. So it was definitely a high point mm-hmm. trip. So and yes. now all three of us were together. Yeah. And now we all knew we were like each other. We can all talk to each other. And, and because I spoke Spanish. I spoke Spanish. So Spanish. now oh I become the translator. We had our little cheat code to Central America. <laughs> Eric and I, I think we were so stoked on that. Yes. Oh, it was amazing. No, it was wonderful. So yeah, Wolf uh, Wolf became our translator. We spent a couple days in La Ceiba. Um, La Ceiba. 
not so bad. Like, there's not, not so really bad. much to do, but it's just like, it's actually. We were just having fun. It's not bad. Like, I think it's because we out. had each other. Yeah. We caught yeah. up and then uh, the hostel was pretty solid too. Drinking and playing cards and the yeah. hostel was pretty nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Decent food around there. Yeah. yeah. We tried cooking for ourselves quite a bit while yeah. we were there. Yeah, it was and, pretty uh, solid. They had a nice kitchen. Like, yeah. not, not the greatest, yeah. but like it did what it was supposed to do. Exactly. So it's good enough. I like their soap. Mm-hmm. Because it's oh, yeah, like solid like you put soap soap in put water and then it would bucket. wear off. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really smart. Lots of, <laughs> lots of good things in there. But um, she was most excited about the soap, though. Yeah. <laughs> so. After Laseba, it was time to head. Uh, to our kind of yeah ultimate destination for Caitlin and I's leg of the journey or scuba diving Utila yeah yes yeah so uh, Utila is the place we kept hearing about all throughout Central America yeah. being the place to go diving yeah we had two choices Roatan, Roatan or Utila yeah we decided pretty early on Utila was the place to go yeah Roatan is where it's more expensive. More cruise little, shippy. Yeah, a little more. Yeah, a lot more cruise shippy. Yeah. Utila was where we were told we had to go. So we went there and we'd had a bunch of diving uh, diving sessions already booked ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And this is where life got a little bit more luxurious because we, yeah. we stayed in a pretty nice yeah. little accommodation there in Utila. The Wi-Fi wasn't that great. Questionable Wi Fi. Questionable Wi Fi. But this uh, whole trip can be summed up with questionable Wi Fi. Yeah, I, I did end up meet, meeting someone a few days ago who said like that their son ended up going to Attila in like 02, but the Wi Fi was questionable then too. So I don't think it was just us. I think it was just the it's location. It's just always been that I way. I think it was just the location because it's like this remote island kind of just off the coast. Of, of course. Florida, so yeah. But, anyways, yeah. This is where I was supposed to get my diving. Yeah. So, so because this Eric is like the goal, I, yeah. Eric and I were going to go on like 10 days of diving. And in that time, Wolf was going to get his diving certification. Yeah. And it did not go well for me. Well, I think it went half well. It went okay. I, I, I got an ear infection. So I was three out of four days into the beginner, like the first sessions or like whatever the first Mm -hmm. certificate of it and i got an ear infection but i had already paid for that and the full advanced one afterwards um there's like one doctor's office on on utila and i guess she looked at me said you have an ear infection and then she gave me i don't know what she gave me like eardrops and some antibiotics or something or she gave you so many bags she gave me so many things and none like of them stuff worked. Like sinuses and yeah. eardrops, like literally so many things. Yeah, and none of them worked. It actually made things worse. Mm-hmm. Like the ear infection got worse. And then she gave me like the strongest things that they had. Yeah. And then by the time it got better, I I was out of time. It was like, time to leave. It was time to leave. Like I didn't, so I never got it and I still don't have it now. But. I did get the recommendation from them, but it had to be used within six months, which yeah. is already passed. So I know I would have to redo it. From scratch, uh, which is actually a good idea now because I don't remember. For Australia? Australia. Diving. Yeah. I'm going to go for it again. Round two. We'll gonna, see how it goes. I'm going to see how it goes and I'm going to go for it again to get the full advanced diving certificate. What's it called again? What's the... Yeah. What's, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. The, the Patty cert. The Patty yeah. certification, right? Advanced yeah. Patty. Yeah. So that's one of the ideas or one of the plans that I have while we're in Australia because obviously it's Australia. Yeah. Gotta see the Great Barrier Reef before it's dead. Yeah. Before so. it's all the way dead. Yeah. 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 
Cool. Yeah. And we uh, we dove and then... You guys dove. I never got off the dock. No. I got, I, I, I got off the dock, but well, I never actually... you experienced actually, the water. It was one day before I was supposed to go deep diving for the first time. Yeah. And then... They're just like, you can't go. Like, because I was then, also like, I had a lot of sinus infections and things like that. Yeah. Like, it just did not go well and for me. And then Eric so. also got a sinus infection. Too. I got a sinus infection too. It uh, there held was, me up for a couple of days. There was yeah. something that was going around though. Yeah, definitely. It just happened to affect us. I didn't get affected though, I don't think. Not that I remember. I don't no. think so. I think you were the one of the three I, that was I was okay. lucky. The one time when my immune system worked. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, yeah. And then. <laughs> We almost didn't get off the island in time for our flight back so to Belize oh, City. Goodness, wow. I that forgot about like, that. It was almost like the dividing point of our group, that I think. Really hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think that we should start with the ferry that took us to... Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my so catamaran. The only yeah. way to get from this Laceba place we were in was uh, this... Speed ferry, catamaran. that uh, wolf's wolf's little stomach just could not handle. It was it's not so just that my stomach couldn't handle it; is the fact that we each finished finished a six pack of Tall Boys of beer the night before. That is very true. That and the thing is, okay, so I knew we were taking a ferry, and but I didn't. Nobody had told me that it was notorious. For people vomiting without like being hung over the, from the day before. Like yeah. it was just like, it was such a rocky ride. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it feels like you were on a roller coaster. We just bounced up and down, up and down. For and I didn't know about this until it? an hour. It was like an hour or so, but Maybe nobody told me about minutes, it until yeah. we were just about to get on it. And as soon as somebody told me, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> because I was already very hungover from the night before and I was already not feeling great. Yeah. And then I was just about to get on this ferry. And then I was holding on to the puke. I refused to puke because I did not want to be made fun of, but everybody else, so the locals or all the other visitors on it. Uh, but literally, like, there was, like, 10 people within, like, the, the, the like our line of sight that were all puking. So yeah. once I saw that I wasn't the only person who was nauseous and I wasn't the first to puke, uh, I, I went. I went for it. They literally, as soon as you get on the ferry, they start handing out bags and napkins to you. Yep. And I knew it was gonna be bad. Uh, it was. It was rough. It was yeah. really, 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 really rough. And I just kept. And Caitlin took. Out your ca- bag. Yeah, Caitlin took care of me the entire time, which was great because I had somebody helping me. And I had to give but another I fe- guy. I felt like bad for the people who were traveling solo, who were on it, and they were just like puking and had nobody to help them. Caitlin was so nice to help other people. And even the people there were helping, like the locals were giving yep. us water and they were, everybody was kind of helping each Everyone other. Everyone was like, I get it. This it sucks. It was rough. <laughs> it was the most brutal. And Eric was just chilling on. with his headphones on like, Oh, I was being a dickhead. <laughs> I, I was not feeling the best myself. Yeah. So I was just kind of like head down. I'm so sorry. Focus on me. This yeah, is, this is that. But um, this was considered, I guess, a calm day for this ferry. Yeah. Because if the waters get uh, so much as a little bit choppy, this bitch does not go. Yeah, which yep. is and the reason why you guys, why we all almost didn't get off the island. Yes. Yep. So Caitlin and I had a flight booked from the other island we talked about, from Roatan, Roatan, yeah, up to, to Belize City, yep. where we were going to fly home. Which required a ferry to get there. Yes. Yeah. Um, but for about two or three days... Leading up to this ferry leaving, um, it wasn't going. Yeah, but we didn't know that. Everyone kept talking about, oh, oh, the ferry didn't go today. Yeah. But we didn't realize that this was uh, somewhat of a common thing. Yeah. 
this just fairy not run. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Wait. used to BC fairies, which pretty much run. always goes. Yes. Um, this thing, yeah, very temperamental fairy. Mm-hmm. It was stormy, and so for like two days, we're like, oh shit, is it gonna go? You know, the day of our flight or the day before our flight, because it was an early morning flight, so we would have had to go the day before. Yeah. And so uh, this is where we started looking into chartering planes because apparently this is the plan B for a lot of people mm-hmm. who uh, want to island hop is you can get these little flights. And in my very worried headspace... Um, you were worried. Which man. was valid, though. I it was, was very valid worried. That you were very, very worried. And I, yes. Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, I just get hung up with these scheduling things. Yeah. Um, I, I was very insistent that we take one of these planes and after five weeks of traveling, um, I think we had our first argument, first major (laughs) argument over whether or not, because I was very persistent that we pay for the plane, for the plane. But then we realized usually if the ferry doesn't go, Mm -hmm. the planes also don't go. And if they do that, they give favoritism to Lesaba. And not yes. row a ten. Yeah, that's true. And there was a lot of contingencies, I guess, yeah. holes mm-hmm. that you would have had to jump through. And yes, but it was good though that you came up with a plan B because I, I didn't even think about that. I was like, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is where I think we had the, the first really only break of uh, this whole thing was. Yeah. Where we're like, what do you want to fucking do? <laughs> and had this like breaking point where I got yelled at justifiably because I was trying to force people to spend money. These, the, oh, by, these, by the way, these were not cheap flights. Too. No, no, they no. were yeah. very, very. It expensive. would have been close to three hundred dollars yeah. each for these flights. Yeah, um, Canadian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, given that I wasn't going because I was still staying in Central America, you guys are the yeah, ones who need to get I on had this. To go back we to had Canada. to catch a flight. And so, but also to be fair, had this ferry not gone, you were fucked. Replacing the flights that we would have been missing by not buying so the flight expensive. would have been a lot more. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I know, I know, it all worked out. Yeah, <laughs> the the heavens allowed us to take the ferry. Yes. Back. And yes. we woke up super early that morning, I think. Because like, I had mm-hmm. to catch the first ferry because yeah. I had to go back to La Ceiba to get to the mainland and continue on to Guatemala. Yeah. Which by chance, I was technically supposed to miss. Yeah. We got there late and they closed the doors, but they did not lock the doors. Yeah. So yes. I went there and I just like walked opened in. the door mm-hmm. and walked in. And then and as I walk in, somebody, some lady started yelling. I was like, who, 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 somebody locked the doors, who opened the door, blah, blah, blah. And I was not going back out because yeah. I, like, I had a feeling that I'm like, if I go back out, I'm never making this ferry. No. Like, okay, so I stayed in the door. But after, as soon as I walked in, they locked the door after me. Yeah. So I was the last person to get in to the door to buy a ticket to get the ferry. So I got extremely lucky yeah. to get on this ferry. Which again also had choppy water, but now I had to do alone. Yes. So I tied a bag to your backpack. I still have those bags that are on my backpack. They're still there. (laughs) I never took them off. No, they're 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 like empty garbage bags that Caitlin had taken on the on the first trip to uh, Utila, which she tied on to my bag for the way back. Not that like they wouldn't have given me bags on the way back, but she she gave them to me 
Yeah. Damn. And they're still there, but I had to not do this ride alone, which was just as rough, but I wasn't hungover mm. because I had learned from the first time. Yeah. And then I made my way back to La Ceiba, and then you guys caught a ferry like an hour later or something, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then it just luckily enough, just made it. And I think yours was the only one that went that day. Oh, maybe. From I, I, heard. No I felt so sick. Oh, we yeah. both were in rough shape. Yeah. And then we got off, and all the taxi cab drivers started swarming us. Yeah. Oh, you and told I, me about like, this. I think I had a panic attack. I like, think you, like, just reached I just the breaking point, and you told them to, like, I was like, get the fuck out of your yeah. face. I was like, right yeah, you see, I'm having a problem. Yeah. And they were like, you like oh. went, like you told me that you, did, like, that you went off on them. Yeah. And you were not oh, yeah. having it. And then like, as soon as you went off on them, they all just kind of fucked yeah, up. Yeah. They're like, oh shoot. Yeah. We pushed. She was going through it. Yeah. And then Eric and I went to our hostel and slept. And yeah. The hostel was not what we thought it was. No. The pictures were not at all. What no. It was. But it was People were friendly. They gave us enough. their first attempt at pizza. Yep. Pretty good, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, first, the pizza wasn't good. They never made it before. They made it in like a frying pan. Yeah, it's on the wrong. stove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Yeah, it's it, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was a cute little family hotel type thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then they uh, drove us to the airport the next morning, mm-hmm. and we flew away. Then you guys went Castrachi. I'm going home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I guess I like this one. And you continued uh, back to Guatemala. Yeah, I went back to Guatemala. Um, from what did I do? I ended up from La Ceiba. Um, did I spend another night? No, I no, I, I, kept going, I kept right? going. Right, so I went and I went to the bus terminal that was there, and from La Ceiba I went. Man, I don't even remember the route. Where you did I go? To Copan. Right, I went to Copan, uh, so another city in in Honduras, and I get there at night, and pretty much I had no internet, but I went to a coffee shop, and they gave me the Wi-Fi password, uh, like free of charge, they were nice enough to be like, I'm like, hey, I need a a spot to stay, and then ended up staying there for one day, but I was also feeling very, very sick, and I was considering staying longer, but... Uh, my mom was in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Like my mom, ever since immigrating since 93, she had never been back home prior to to 20, I guess 2018, right? So she was gone for years and had never went back home. But she was there during this time period while I was traveling. Um, so I pretty much beelined it from Copan all the way to my mom's hotel, which is called Catarina's Aldea Santa Barbara. It's kind of like a small town, right? Um, very, very near the Mexico border. Right, so it's kind of like a border town there, and then I be I, my original goal was to go to. Uh, there was another spot that I was supposed to go to. Is this what you went last time? Right, I went to Antigua, mm-hmm. so I made it as far as Antigua, and I stayed at Three Monkeys Hostel, which was the hostel I had previously stayed at the year before. Um, like it was actually ended up being. It's, a, it's not a right hostel. Like there's, it's pros and it's cons, but it's a pretty solid hostel. And I stayed there, stayed one night because I had already been to Antigua, so there was no point of staying there longer. And then from there, I was supposed to go to uh, another city called like Chichicatenango or something like that in um, in Guatemala. But as I was doing it, I met these two Guatemalan ladies who were going just as far as I needed to go. 
right? So I was going to stop there and kind of like plan the route to get there and contact my mom and kind of make things. But uh, as luck would have it, these two ladies were going close enough to where I was going and they were giving me directions. So I went for it, right? Because I'm like, I really need to get there. And then, yeah, they pretty much took care of me the entire time until the final spot, which was, I think it was Webekatanengo or something like that. And that's where I ended up meeting with my mom for the final section of bus rides, which ended up being like two hours. And I was already super, super nauseous. Like these bus rides are brutal. Like these guys were going like 100K on the highway and like it was like windy all the time. The they were like, they were like And they were like pedal to the metal, right? So it was really, really brutal. And then, but I eventually did make it to my mom. And then she and one of my cousins took me to who I met for the first time there, um, took me back to where I needed to be in my mom's hometown, which was a far cry from what I was used to, or even from being here in Canada or even being a backpacker. Like it had no electricity, like it barely had any electricity. There was like three lights, had no running water. There was a well and there was two beds for four of us to share. And given that I was much large, no, I'm not like a huge guy, but I was much larger than everybody in my family. Like I'm, I've been told I'm tall for a Guatemalan and I'm not even that tall. So it gives me a confidence boost. But yeah, I eventually did make it back home. And how long was I there for? <laughs> Ever. Yeah, I was there for a long time. You were there from like, uh, like December 13th or 14th. Right. Until like, January 10th, I think. Yeah, I I had actually, I, I was trying to surprise you and, and end up going to Regina. I just couldn't afford the ticket because it, it was Christmas, it was Christmas and, and New, New Year's in time. I couldn't afford the ticket. It was like a thousand bucks, which I didn't have. Yeah. But I was wanting to surprise you and end up in Regina and then come back home with you. I just didn't have the money. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, I ended up being there. I didn't there. expect you to show up. And yeah, I ended up meeting my cousins and my aunt and my uncle and the puppies. The puppies, which all unfortunately passed away. But they were really cute. Yeah, there was these little puppies that I guess their the local dog had, and then my family was taken care of. And then as days went on, each one would start passing away. Oh, yeah, yeah and like because they could. They, Dogs They're in Central America are emaciated. Like here in North America, or like you know anywhere that's like a first world country, like they're like they're like chinks, right? They're chubby. They have like food. They don't have to worry about it. But these dogs were like the two are like old. The two dogs that had made the babies were both emaciated, but they were still living. Like they were like eating off scraps. And then the other dogs, mm-hmm. the baby ones, did not make it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of sad because I really liked these dogs. They were super cute, and I feel like they were pitbull mixed with something else, but I don't know. But they were really really cute. And then I would just watch as each one died. Yeah. The last one died on New Year's Eve right before. The, the last one died happened. on New Year's yeah. Eve. And I was, I, I, that's how I spent my New Year's Eve. I spent my New Year's Eve watching this dog die. Making but sure I needed it, someone to love. I'm making sure it was comfortable and doing my best to keep it alive. But I knew it wasn't going to stay alive. That's so sad. Yeah. And then, yeah, I pretty much watched it die. And then... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I hope that dog remembers me. It just kept looking at me like it was thankful that I was there helping it. It was pretty sad. But it's just the way it was. I did I did want to save at least one of these dogs. Yeah. But none of them made it, unfortunately. Oh, man. 
This is a heart wrenching end to this story. To, uh, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, no, sorry no, to bring no. it down. Yeah. Living a broadcast, yeah. it's not always positive, everyone. Yeah. Wow. And uh, then you flew home. Yeah. Early 2019. And yeah, yeah, I flew home. And then I saw you at the airport. And now yeah, it's yeah. Australia. Yeah, me up at the airport. Yeah. Now we're going to Australia. So obviously, like, we're kind of coming back around to yeah. uh, Caitlin's delayed Australia plan around when Wolf is returning is when you'd originally planned, planned to, to go to Australia. You had this canceled plane ticket. We are nine months later now into yeah. 2019. You've had your baby. I don't know. <laughs> There's huh? no baby. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. And um, you guys are leaving. That's so exciting. It is. It's yeah. exciting. Um, like it's something I've been looking forward since or forward to since like two thousand and fifteen, I think. Mm-hmm. That was when I first kind of came up with this idea. But I just didn't have the money. I was like, I need to save up enough money so yeah. that I can get approved for a work and holiday visa, which for Canadians is about approximately five grand. And I was living minimum or I was doing minimum wage jobs and living in interesting places. Yeah. And I just didn't have the money. But with these like big travels into Australia, you guys have done well. You've saved your yeah. You know, built this beautiful relationship and done all this stuff. Um, Is the future kind of unforeseen now in terms of this journey you guys have ahead of you? Or have you got your plans in Australia pretty well charted out? Uh, I think we probably have like the first month charted out. Okay. Yeah, like it's not really set. Like there's like kind of like a framework where we're flying in through Sydney as you do. Yeah. And then my friend Sam that I talked about earlier, his girlfriend, Bree, is going to pick us up at the airport. We're going to go to Wollongong. And then we'll get de-jet-legged our, there. Yeah, then make our way down to, like, Melbourne, go down to Tasmania. Yeah. Because uh, you have a friend that's there. Yeah. Who you really wanted to see. Yeah. And we might go snowboarding in Parisher. Yeah. Parisha. I don't know. <laughs> before. And then work way back up to the Gold Coast. And at some point, we would like to head over to Perth. Shout out to Mikey. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Shout out. Meet his parents. Swing for mate. Take him for a Canadian ride. <laughs> What's that I mean? Know. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds not. weird. Mikey, <laughs> uh, maybe warn your parents about these two. Why are listening about the to Canadian this? Ride that's coming from. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, we just want to see the whole country. I want to see as many of my Australian friends as I can. And uh, Wolf has a couple Australian friends as well. Yep. And if we need to extend our visa for another year, we will. We just have to do mm-hmm. three months of farm work. So like berry picking or something. Whatever else. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then we'll see where it goes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a long walk to get to you uh, You guys eventually living abroad. I think yeah. we talked a lot longer than I anticipated yeah. about the uh, <laughs> about the Central America yeah, trip. Yeah, you really, 30 minutes. Yeah. We really went into detail. Sorry. <laughs> hey, whatever. Um, you never know where these things are going to go. Hopefully, people are really interested in what we did last winter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, thank you guys for uh, taking your time to... Uh, to come do this little interview before you're taken off. I understand it's a big, a uh, lot of planning that goes into, th- into these things. So taking an hour and a half to recount our, uh, our, our travels last winter. 
That's it's okay. cool. Um, if anything, this will just serve as a nice little summation of that trip. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've really gone back into too much no, detail no. with people. All, yeah, it. these are also just like, I don't know, like, we haven't really talked that much about yeah, it. Yeah, we kind of talked about we were all there, so the we vague knew. details. Yeah, we were like, oh, it was fun, yeah. <laughs> no, so it'll be good to have this... Uh, Document. Have this on the record. But anyways, um, I'm going to throw back to my co-hosts now. So uh, thank you for the interview, Wolf and Caitlin. Uh, we'll bounce back to James, Mikey, and I. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the interview. Woo. All right, thanks very much for that, guys. It's lovely to hear a new perspective in terms of guests going away this time, so about to live abroad. That was great. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, and now... I never have to travel to Central America because I know literally everything about it, which is... We went to two countries. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf, Wolf had a longer journey. But yeah. Yeah, slightly. And yeah, a I'm, bit I'm, of I'm definitely... It's definitely on my bucket list to yeah. head to Central America. Oh. Really looking forward to um, getting motion sickness, sinus infections, <laughs> getting my credit card scams, um, being on chicken buses. Sounds like a good time. It sounded fucking stressful, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> A bit at times. A was, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it did sound fun. It did sound fun. It was, uh, it was really good. And then wrapping it up there, the, one of the last things you said, um, what did Caitlin mean when she said she was going to take my parents for a Canadian ride? <laughs> <laughs> when I went to Perth. Uh, did she happen to clear that up after you stopped recording? Because I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> They are not welcome. They are not welcome in Perth after that comment. <laughs> Blacklisted. No. <laughs> no what if they was, hear uh, that? They're like, "Yeah, we do want a Canadian ride." <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, we, we need to clear that up. Yeah, I, I suppose so. We uh, we'll have to call Caitlin and Wolf once they're over in Oz and maybe warn your parents ahead of time. Well, no, my, my 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 family would would well and truly. Um, Enjoy a Canadian in, ride. In, yeah, well, <laughs> enjoy showing them around. Enjoy showing them around Perth. But it was good to we got to say say goodbye to them yeah. in um, in person. It was yeah. a shame that James and me couldn't make that recording, but um, we caught up with them and had a drink, yeah. didn't we? Jimbo? Yeah, we did. So yeah, we were a little caught up uh, there the other night. And and little, where was that at? <laughs> it was at our favourite place, the Camby. Oh, the so, Camby, the oh, official yeah. the official bar of living a broadcast. <laughs> yeah, for what that was. Three days ago, as of I recording hope they give this, give us money for this. Actually, Ninety-four days not. left. No. The Camby. The guy it's, got divorced. He's got yeah. no money. No, he's got nothing left. Uh, yeah, it was. It was kind of quiet though, wasn't it? it was a. It was a um, Sunday night. It was karaoke going on, but it was funny. They were only doing karaoke because no one cared about the quiz. So it's meant to be quiz night, and it turned into a karaoke night, oh, did which it was really? just as butchered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they no, cut, it wasn't uh, a fun karaoke. Cut trivia halfway through. <laughs> And then there was this, I think it was, might've been the owner, but someone came out and he just had no presence in terms of, he was talking to the whole beer garden. He was like, he was meant to be like, Hey guys, we're going to need your help for this final song. We're going to want everyone up on the, you know, if we can do, but he came out so quiet and he was like, hi, um, if you can come in, we, we're getting this song going and we, we'd love you to be, a, he, there was no one. He just, he was just in and out and gone. Oh, no one went we're, in. I felt a bit sorry we're, for We're him. singing uh, John Denver, uh, Country Roads, uh, Take Me Home. If, if, if you want to come inside. Uh, we're good mm, no thank you yeah that's, that's bizarre yeah yeah but uh you know good it, song but great song wrong, great song wrong time yeah definitely but it was lovely to see them and wish them luck and big old hugs all around there see them they off gone, so a little I'm bit sure. of a teary goodbye uh, it was yeah, yeah allergies, a little allergies mate <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, I had, a, I had a good little cry, actually. Yeah, given, given me too. Hugs. I had a couple of frothies in me, though, so I don't really remember a whole lot of that. Mikey, uh, <laughs> I was, Mikey say, was late to the, uh, you know, fashionably late and he uh, a little intoxicated, weren't you? Uh, yeah, had a couple of, <laughs> of pre-drinks beforehand. Yeah. Great. It was a good night, though. It was, uh, for me, I said, going I, away said party. Good, I said goodbye to a lot of people. I also yeah. said goodbye to my housemate, Keegan, who... We had on the first guest of Living Abroad cast. Yeah, episode yeah. two, I think it was called Canadian Standoff. That's it's gone right. to live abroad in wow. the other part of Canada. <laughs> yeah. Technically, I guess that is abroad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in Montreal. Yeah, he's, so, he's a legacy guest. For mm-hmm. a bit of context as well, looking back on that first episode, the, he had just found out like the day before we recorded that, that he was going to be moving to Montreal but he hadn't told me or obviously hadn't told you guys. So here we are doing this podcast talking about how great it is living in Vancouver yeah. and our experiences moving here. And little did the three of us know that he had actually just found out he was about to, to move to Montreal. So um, kind of funny, but he's, he's gone off now and uh, yeah, he'll have a great old time over there. He's been on Duolingo trying to get his French up to up to scratch. Yeah, he's going to need that. But uh, yes, another one. Best of luck to Keeg out there. Another one bites the yeah. dust. And it's a big yeah. part of living abroad. Mm-hmm. You just you ma- you make friends with other travelers, other people who live abroad, and it's saying goodbye is to people. It's just a normal way of life. Out yeah, there, I guess so. Is Absolutely, it, it is. Yeah, when you think about all of us having to say goodbye over these, well, for me, nearly, you know, six and a half years. And there are people that great friends within that first year had to go off. And I don't think we've really had a chance to talk about that much, that it is part of our life out here, part of living abroad, um, that kind of rotation as it happens. And yeah, it's, it, it's never easy, but, you know, best of luck to them all. Yeah. yeah. So here's what, you know, he he originally lived in that Shaughnessy house that I've spoken about. Mm-hmm. You know, in the time that I lived there, I'd say between 15 and 20 people lived there and there's now only four of us left out of all that so they've all gone so there's been a lot of goodbyes and we'll eventually get uh, the last three remaining on i think at some stage yep yeah yeah Um, crossing them off on the wall of shame (laughs) yeah yeah they did it they're out of there but we'll also uh, be able to take advantage of our phoning function now we've got people going away you know we'll be able to hear from caitlin and wolf if we get the time great idea yeah Yeah. there you go yeah maybe a few months once they're in absolutely because I and we'll I know do some checkups. Caitlin said that you know if they're enjoying it, they might do that second year, which means they'd have to do the farm mm-hmm. work. Yeah, yeah. We oh talked, my gosh, we chatted a bit about that because yeah. I did some peach picking when I was out there in uh, Victoria, Australia. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, told them a bit about uh, you know it's fun. It's a great, great little bit of morale. You got your friends there. You go into the city for like your uh, your nights out. But I told them about the spiders, the snakes. You know, just the usual stuff. Uh, yeah, yes. I, I, I hope. Uh, yeah, I hope uh, all goes well and they mm-hmm. they they enjoy it. Sounds like they've they've got a pretty, you know, they've they they're uh, they've got a little bit of planning that, mm-hmm. that they've made. But uh, by the sounds of it, they're going to go go with the flow a fair bit, which yeah. I think is a good way it's to best, do it. Oh, that's a great way, way to do it. How we've done is, it. That how, is that how you did yeah. a gym when you went to just, Australia? Or? Yeah, no plans. Just yeah. uh, went out there. Had knew I had a year work permit and yeah, used it to its full. Yeah. Traveled the country. It was brilliant. Yeah, they've got a network of friends over there too in yeah, pretty much know. all the major Australian well, that's cities. That's what it sounded like. They Caitlin was like, I've got a friend here, i got a friend yeah. there, i got a friend there. And they won't have Eric as the annoying fucking third wheel on this <laughs> trip as well. No, they will not. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining their romantic vacations. Oh, speaking of third wheel, actually made me think of the, t- the, the first time I hung out with Caitlin because the, the podcast started off with 
her talking about how she met Wolf and like desperately wanting to make friends when she first moved to Vancouver. And uh, I remember in my older house, not the Shaughnessy house, another house, we were looking for a new housemate. And um, I put the feelers out there uh, and uh, I put an advert on this Facebook page called Aussies in Vancouver. And a couple of people replied and uh, the room ended up getting filled, filled by someone else. But but one of the girls that was was on there was like that had replied to the ad was like, oh well, you know, it, you know, I want to make some friends here, so um, you know, maybe we can catch up for a drink at some stage. I'm like, yeah, you know, worries. I'm I'm always up for making some friends. And she said, oh, what about this day? We can, we can meet here. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm working, but I'll come after work, grab a beer at Craft, which is an Olympic Village. So I finished up at work and was just down the road from work at that time. And Caitlin was finishing as well and. We had never hung out, barely spoken. She had just started working there. And uh, she mentioned she was trying to make friends. I'm like, oh, come along. You know, I'm meeting this random girl. She wants to be friends as well. You know, come along. She's like, all right. So we walk down there and we get there and this this girl's there. And, uh, yeah, kind of – I was a bit uh, unsure as to what the situation was because I, I turned up and she was nicely dressed, had mm-hmm. – had makeup on and we're sitting down. It was like me, Caitlin and this girl. And this girl ended up going to the washroom and Caitlin turns to me and she's like, holy fuck, Mikey, I, th- I think this was supposed to be like a date and like I'm gate crashing it. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope not. Like that's that's not <laughs> yeah. what I had hoped for either. And um, it was just, it was super, super awkward. So, yeah, that was my first time I ever... I ever hung out with, nice. with, <laughs> with Caitlin, but never saw that girl yeah, kind of ever again. What's the follow up on that? Yeah, yeah nothing. Nah, nah. I've got one more Caitlin story to to end this off. Or do you have any, James? Uh, no, I've just uh, always got on well with Caitlin and Wolf, and yeah, had a, a few good nights here and there. And I remember saying goodbye to them in craft actually on the last trip that they went away with uh, Eric. Did some. Shots. I remember that. Yeah, mm. yeah, that was that was great. But I don't uh, remember that. Was I there? Uh, you might have been there, but again, mm. intoxicated. Yeah, no, no, okay. you weren't. You weren't. <laughs> no, tequila all round. Uh, but no, I've just always got on well with these guys, and yeah, wish them all the best. And uh, yeah, what, what have you yeah. got there? Well, um, she's not actually on the show, but my girlfriend has a story that she always tells about the first time she met Caitlin, and um, this was on a patio in the Main Street area in Vancouver, and just a couple of days before that hangout, Caitlin had gotten her first and only tattoo. And uh, for anybody that knows Caitlin, well, she said, I just got a tattoo. And before Sabine could even ask to see it, Caitlin had pulled her pants down and was showing Sabine and multiple other people in that bar the, <laughs> their tattoos that says girl power on her ass cheek. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. No. Sure, no. Yeah. She will she ask anybody know. or show anybody who asks. It's a, it's a ballsy first tattoo to get. That's for it's sure. It's a great one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was hoping that Wolf would speak a little uh, Spanish on his uh, on on the podcast. Like, I've, n- I've never heard him speak Spanish. Yeah. Um, but that must have been so good to have when you finally met oh up my with God, him. So useful. <laughs> <laughs> so useful. I feel like a lot of people in North America though know like a, a little bit of Spanish. Kind yeah. Of thing. Not like to get by. Uh, <laughs> except for you guys. No, <laughs> no not at all. That's the that's the real reason you guys wanted yes. to meet up with uh, Wolf, wasn't it? So you could use his. You know, I've Spanish. never liked, or I've always tried to make it feel like he wasn't just there as a translator, but I am eternally grateful to have him or to yeah, have yeah. had him with us at some moments during that trip. Otherwise it would have 
been rather difficult. I bet. Yeah. Could you do like when you were talking about going to S- Central America, it was like just the whole transportation thing sounded mm-hmm. like an absolute nightmare. Yes. Like, could you just either buy a car there or rent a car? And could you get through the whole of Central America just doing that? I feel like that would just be so easy. Oh, would that car be- rentals, definitely. Um, yeah, it would. For whatever reason, we were nervous about taking wrong roads and getting into trouble. But then we ended up meeting someone towards the end of the trip who's like, yeah, we've just rented a car and have gone between these little cities pretty easily. Yeah, it's mm. the best way to do it. So like, yeah, too far wrong. we'd never rented cars before and nah. might be well, worth firstly, trying. you need a credit card that actually works, Eric. So <laughs> That's you might true. I know that would have been my downfall. D-class. How long was your credit card not working for? I don't think, I don't know if you mentioned it. I couldn't remember. I, I managed to uh, like a couple weeks later get the, the, the flagging for fraud lifted off my credit card. Mm. Um, a few weeks. At, yeah, okay. so it was so, a couple of weeks. Oh, oh, that's right. You you mentioned you were using your debit card. I, I was using my debit card, or Caitlin had to pay for a couple things, and I would just online transfer her money. Okay. Yeah. Um, my mom as well had to pay for like a scuba diving course or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than that. Yeah, that diving was pretty special though. That was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Amazing to hear about. That. Do you dive? Jimmy, uh, you're an outdoorsy person. Outdoorsy guy, but diving something I haven't actually uh, tried. So that's again on my little list. And you can do it off of Granville Island. So never oh. to, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can go down there, get the diving equipment. They take you out and... Oh, yeah, so oh yeah. Is. Yeah, you don't dive off of Granville no, okay. Island. I was going <laughs> to say. was so confused. They take you out on a boat. Yeah, yeah they somewhere take else. you from Swim underneath there. the public market. <laughs> the sandbar. Come and see. Yeah, amongst <laughs> the E. coli. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. God, Ecola. I don't know. Like scuba diving just freaks me out. Just like uh, I don't know, kind of feel it? trapped. And, yeah, that's, I don't know. Yeah. You got to do it. Closest thing I've ever felt to being on another planet. Oh really? Absolutely. That's what, what excites drugs? me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what excites me though, because obviously uh, Australia as well, coral reef uh, starting to obviously be reduced as our climate changes. It's disappearing. So that would be one of my kind of uh, seeing this now, Laura. We can head back to Australia. I think that's going to be something I mean, I'd love to do. Yeah. Don't. And like she, she's from Brisbane. So yeah, pretty close to the great barrier reef. Yeah, the There's reef. another, Oh, we spoke about this on another podcast, didn't we? The Ningaloo reef, which is on the West coast near where I'm from, which is where Ningaloo. Fuck up. It was like, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's a bit of an underrated, uh, coral reef. So, Oh, cool. For when you guys get back out there, Ningaloo reef, whatever the, if uh, Caitlin, yeah, Wolf's still got to do his certification, yeah. right? and hopefully he doesn't get an ear infection. Another ear infection. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's miserable. Yeah, yeah. But, it's uh, funny now, but oh man, <laughs> it was a miserable state of affairs in the moment. Yeah, I bet when you got your heart set on doing something, and then something like that happens. Yeah, um, but I think we will wrap things up now with another cute uh, anecdote that Wolf and Caitlin said. Just before, uh, as we were saying our goodbyes, um, I can't remember if it made it into the interview or not, but they said that they have purposely not been listening to Living a Broadcast since episode four so they could save our podcast for their drive back to Regina. Oh, mm. that's sweet. Don't know if I believe that. Yeah, but they, that's <laughs> sweet. No, no, that is very sweet. Yeah, that is very sweet. Yeah. Um, I'll be sure to message them and just confirm. I'll, I'll give them some quiz questions. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, we Jim, definitely to, will. To make yeah, sure yeah, yeah. they've actually just listened. Naturally. Up, bring up Vegemite out of nowhere cool. and just see what the response is. Yeah. Re- Regina's a long drive, let alone listening to us talk. Jesus, it's going to go on forever. Yeah, never ending. 
But uh, this has been Living a Broadcast, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. Once again, uh, I know it's been a little bit of a lengthy episode this time, but again, our social media, Living a Broadcast on Instagram, Living a Broad. Living a Broadpod on Twitter, and of course, um, Living a Broadcast at gmail.com. Once again, Living a Broadcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I've been Eric. I've been James. Mahi. Thanks for listening.